Welcome to Interviews with Innocence, a podcast about spirituality, consciousness, and exploring the wisdom our children bring into this world. I believe that our very young children are our greatest teachers. After all, they're the masters of living in the present moment, bubbling in unconditional love, enjoying the messiness of life, and curious about the universe in all its dimensions. The pure essence that young children exhibit lives within all of us. My hope is that these interviews will help us discover, embrace, and connect with the sacred core of childhood that resides within each of our hearts. I am your host, Marla Hughes. Today, I am so happy to introduce Sue Pike to the program. Sue, amongst other things, is an animal talker, and all of my listeners know how much I how much I love animals, and I've been so excited about having an animal communicator on the show. Sue is called the Animal Talker. She is an animal communicator, spirit channeler, spiritual teacher, and Reiki master in the traditional Yusui method. As an animal communicator, she sends and receives messages to and from animals. She can do this work with living animals or those in spirit form. She includes Reiki for the animal if they want it. Her mission is to give a voice to as many animals as possible. You can hear her interviews every third Friday of the month streaming on WMFN's ultrasound show in Tampa, Florida, where she offers messages directly channeled from the animal realms for the highest good of people and the planet. And we'll definitely talk about that. So welcome to the program, Sue. Thank you so much, Marla, for having me. And I know the animals are happy as well. So we all appreciate it. Yes. Well, this is this is fun because this is a husband-wife team. Robert Kopecki was on the show, gosh, I guess a couple of weeks ago, and the two of you are married. So you must have a very interesting household. Yeah, he, <laughs> he calls us the paranormal couple. I love it. I love it. That's, which that's is pretty true. Yeah, which is so great. So tell us about your journey and in becoming an animal communicator. Sure. Um, Well, I was in the makeup industry for about 20 years in New York City, and I always wanted to do something in the healing arts, but I didn't know what. And I was checking out different modalities, but nothing really stuck. And then I had a medical scare. And I called a friend of mine and I said, oh, my God, la, la, la. And he said, girl, come over here. I'm going to offer you some Reiki. And I said, some what? So I went over and he did a Reiki session with me and I knew right away that was it. That was the thing I was looking for. It just clicked. So he introduced me to his uh, teacher, a Reiki master, and I started studying Reiki. And I did level one and then level two and then advanced practitioner. And then during this time, I thought, you know, I need to do some healing work on myself. So, and I was starting to practice a little bit of Reiki with others. Uh, but I stopped and started to do a lot of inner healing. And during that time of working on myself, I all of a sudden became a channel. It just, I just opened up, my third eye just exploded. Mm-hmm. And I started channeling light beams and uh, for people. And I thought, you know, if I could do this for people, what about animals? 
I've always been connected to animals. I grew up with animals. So anything I could do to be around them and help them and give them a voice, I was very excited about. So I started trying this with animals, friends, pets and stuff. And then one day, my husband, Robert, and I went out to Utah and I was practicing and I asked the fellow if I could practice with his horses. I love horses. And he said, yeah, sure. I'm actually having some problems with some of them. So we went to the barn and one by one, he was taking horses out and I just connected with them, told him what some of the issues were and why this one horse was upset and what this other horse wanted. And he's like, well, golly, that was so helpful. Can you talk to my dog? So <laughs> after I talked to all of his pets, when we left there that day, I, I went outside and I just announced I'm an animal communicator. And then I got home and I thought, you know, maybe I should read some books on this. And so <laughs> I bought all these books from other animal communicators and they listed all the steps to do to be able to communicate with animals. And I just intuitively was already doing those steps. So when I connect with an animal for communication, I do it the regular animal communication way, soul to soul, heart to heart, mind to mind with images and feelings. And because I'm also a channel, I connect with their spirit guides as well, which is helpful sometimes if it's an emergency situation and mm -hmm. we want to know what the animal may want. Mm -hmm. And so it's a combination of doing reg regular animal communication and channeling. Interesting. So let's just jump right into a story. I know you have a story about Penny, the dog. And yes. can you share that with us? Sure. Well, this was very recent and it just, it really blew me away. I mean, some of these, these animals are so incredible. And so this is what happened with Penny. She had passed and her brother, her sibling passed about eight months prior to her death. And they were best buds when they were alive together and they still are. And so Penny told me that she and her brother, Ollie, help children transition when they transition they help them cross over and she was specific in saying children with cancer and she said, so this is the part that blew me away she said that if the child is currently working with a therapy dog because you know the therapy dogs can smell different things yes if the therapy dog knows that the child is about to transition the therapy dog who's in this realm contacts them to help to uh, get them to prepare them to meet the child. What? Wow. <laughs> so I don't begin to understand how it all works, but that just blew me away. So basically she's telling me that the therapy dogs, if they are with them, if they're around them, it's, it's not always the case. Right. The dog will on this realm contact them and say, Hey, you know, blah, blah, blah is about to transition get ready to greet them. And so they have time, you know, there's no time on the other side, but so they know to be around that child when it, when they pass. Right. Have you ever had an experience where, because we know when people are in hospice, you know, they have relatives come that have already passed to, to bring them over. If, if a dog like my dog Dakota that you did you did a reading on who has passed, will he? Do you know will he come to me 
before I transition to help me transition? Or does it work the way that you just mentioned? Well, there's many, from what I've learned from them is that there's many different ways. So I know that you and Dakota, he's one of your guides. So I, the feeling I'm getting, I just got chills, is he yeah. will be there to greet you. Yeah. And sometimes the people in our lives who we love aren't necessarily on the, I call them the greeter team, right? but they're right. right there right afterwards. So there might be a lot of light beings, animals, people around waiting to help you transition. And then after you do, then the others may join after that. that so makes it's sense. not necessarily that they're there, you know, right at that moment, but a lot of times they are. So it's, it's different for each individual, for people and animals. So how do you actually connect with the animals on earth and the spirit realm? And also at the very beginning when you were, you began channeling light beings or seeing light beings, communicating with them. So for the animals, what I do is, well, first of all, I always meditate. Um, there's a lot of things that I do to clear my channels so, so I could be of highest good to people and animals. So I don't, uh, the only thing I have left <laughs> is coffee. I have caffeine, but um, I'm a vegan um, and I, I basically, I live a pretty clean lifestyle and because I really want to keep open so I can hear, feel, see, know what the animal is um, feeling and uh, seeing things from their perspective. So I always meditate and just get into a quiet place. And people send me images of their animals. I do all of my sessions remotely. I did them remotely. Well, not at the beginning. In the beginning, I did them you know, with the animal in person, but it's actually easier for the animal and myself to get a clear connection uh, remotely because there's no distraction. There isn't a stranger in their home. And so after I meditate, I get in a grounded place and I connect heart to heart. I imagine a gold cord of light from my heart to the animal's heart, whether they're alive or in spirit. And I get into, I'm an empath and I use that to my advantage. You, you know, I used to be upset that I was an empath thinking, oh, I feel so many things. But now it's an amazing gift because I can feel how the animal feels. And I introduce myself and let them know that my name is Sue and I would like to help them. Uh, I usually have the people actually tell the animal the night before and the morning of our session that a lady named Sue will be a lady named Sue will be talking with them. Right. and to give me permission, anything that they want to tell me. And so I just get into that quiet space and I connect with them and I ask them if there's anything they want to tell me, if they have any aches or pains, sometimes I'll feel it myself. A lot of times I do feel it myself, but it's just for an instant. So I, I know how it feels. And I, I write all of this down. Um, people send me questions that they want me to ask their animal. And I usually a lot of times the animal will already be answering to me some of the questions without me even looking at the questions. And then the person will call me and I relay all the messages to them that I've received so far and then go through the questions with them. So it's a little bit of hold on one moment. And then I turn to Fluffy and <laughs> connect right. with Fluffy and ask, and then go back and get the question. And, you know, it's a little back and back and forth. 
and um, the animals are really funny. And the thing I want to tell people is all of you know how to do this. All of you have the gift to be able to uh, communicate with, we talk to our animals all the time. The, the, the thing that we can work on is eliminating all the noise and opening up our hearts so we can hear what they are saying back to us. I can tell you 90% of the time, well, a lot of the time people will say, oh, I thought blah, blah, blah. Oh, I had a feeling da, da, da. You know, so we know our animals better than anybody. You know, we're with them 24 seven. So it's really about slowing down, opening up and seeing things from their perspective. I mean, you can even get down on the floor. When I teach animal communication classes, I have people, you know, what would it be like if you were a cat, you know, right. go down to that level, you know, what yeah. does everything look like? What does your environment look like? Is something scary? Is something loud? You know, to just get people used to, you know, what they're experiencing. So you did a reading for me, for my listeners. Um, I would love for you to, to share that or, or parts of it. I, I, Yes, I'd love for it to come from you versus versus me. And what I did, Dakota, my beloved doggy, um, passed in January 2018. And so Sue asked me to send a picture with him looking into the camera. And I did that. And and why don't you share what, what he said? Well, first of all, Dakota is beautiful. What a beautiful old soul. And um, you know, a lot of beautiful messages. And this is what he said. He is helping children who have sudden deaths, who may feel lost or scared. They see him and want to go to him because he looks so fluffy and kind. And he told me that he appears in the dog body that he was in before he crossed. So they're really kind of excited to see him. And he said he pulls them towards where they need to be. And he loves his job. And he said um, that he also gets to rest and play too. <laughs> and uh, he said that he's one of your guides and he's here to always help you with matters of the, the heart, which is really beautiful. And he said that he came to you, he came to Dog Body for you specifically so you could experience unconditional love. And I'm actually hearing right now that you guys have been together one, two, three, 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 three lifetimes, three lifetimes. I'm getting chills. Wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, said, he said that um, it would be good for you, for your spirit to have fresh flowers in your home. Yes. Which I love. He said, you're connected with the fairy realm. Did you know that? Yes. You probably do, right? <laughs> yes. And he said that these uh, crystals, amethyst, rose quartz, and smoky quartz would also be good for you to have around. He thanked you for your service. And I thought this was really beautiful. He said, you help people on earth plane and I help them on this plane. So he yeah. feels like you guys are a team still, you know, and he said, Always remember how beautiful you are inside and out. He thanked you for the best life when he was in dog body. And he said, remember to receive as much as you give to others. And then he finished by saying, play and have fun always. 
Wow, that's so, it's just so comforting and it makes so much sense to me, all of that. Thank and you. you know, it's funny because the animals always think we're too serious. And what they say is, tell my person that they think too much in their brain part. Yes. yes. <laughs> and tell them to move around, dance, have fun, have silly fun. They always talk about having silly fun. Right. Well, they, they know how to do that. That's for sure. So I also know you do Reiki with animals. Can, can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So, you know, the humans always want their animals to receive Reiki as part of the session, but you know, the animals are who I'm working with or for, I should say. Right. So I ask the animal if they want it because a lot of times the animals actually don't want Reiki because a one dog said to me once, I don't want that stuff because then I'm going to relax and I don't want to relax. I have to be on guard. (laughs) (laughs) And some animals are actually very, um, well, all animals are sensitive to energy, but some are so extremely sensitive to energy that it's way too much for them. And so I respect that. And I just ask them, okay, if you don't want energy work, may I feel your body to, to tell your person if you have any aches or pains? Right. And they agreed to that. Uh, but a lot of times they love Reiki. And so I do it, you know, distant. And I just basically go through their body like I would with a human and pick up on any aches or pains. And, you know, sometimes they don't have any aches or pains and they just love the energy. And animals are so receptive to energy. And I've had dogs just flip over on their backs and wow. dogs are hanging out. You know, horses will make a like licking on their lips or kind of stomp and their head just kind of, you know, goes down. I love offering Reiki. I did a um, Reiki with this horse once in his barn and he just put his head on my shoulder as I was working with him. I didn't want to leave. It was so beautiful. So I really, I really love offering Reiki to animals. They really usually are very receptive to it and they usually really love it. And again, you know, there are exceptions, but uh, predominantly they really enjoy it. I think my, I have two Labradoodles. One is a puppy, Cosmo and Daisy is the older one. And, And Daisy is so sensitive. I think she might be one of those that would say, you know, no thanks, but it's interesting because my daughter and I, um, my daughter's really tuned in, very intuitive, very empathic, sensitive. And we can literally see Daisy what looking at spirit at night. And I'm yeah. sure it's not just at night, but that's when we notice it. It is, it, it is amazing. I mean, just to watch her connect like that. Yes. And sometimes, you know, it's she looks a little scared and we talk to her. My daughter actually communicates with her, which is which is really, which is very cool. But but that's, you know, that's always interesting to know that they connect because oh, we yeah. all know that many animals, many, I mean, the young young children, they actually see spirit and loved ones at, you know, those who have passed over. And we can learn so much from them. Well, that's the thing. I mean, when people talk about, oh, my kid has an imaginary friend, they probably have an imaginary friend. It's not imaginary, you know. Right, or if your right. child is saying, I see grandma this or whomever, you know, embrace that. 
-hmm. keep that alive because you know later on in life you're told that that's silly or you're making it up and whatever but children and animals they they see they know they're still connected they're innocent they don't have all that other stuff yet you know right exactly well my children went to the waldorf school and i remember when my son matt was um, nine years old and he was he was a very sensitive little boy, you know, and, and played alone a lot and, and loved to play soccer and this and that. And someone told me from the school that one of the, this is one of nine years old was one of the best ages to get an animal, especially a dog for, for a child, because they can really communicate with, with them in this closeness. And that's exactly what happened. It was just Amazing. It was Dakota. It was so amazing Aww. to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So that energy. Yeah. They don't have any of the, the stuff, you know, right, right. It's still pure innocence and they just, um, you know, go with it. They're just right in the moment. They're just connected and it's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. So I know you give pet talk tips to people. So can you give us a few your sure. pet tips? Sure. Um, I don't know why I'm just here. Before I do that, there's something about seeing uh, spirits. So if your animal looks really scared, right? You know, if your cat's tail is puffing up or your dog starts growling, there might be a what you might call a lost soul, because I don't want to call them a bad entity. Right, right. Like they're just might be a little lost and confused and maybe messing with your animal because they do. Yes. So you can assist your animal. I always remind the animal that they can tell them slightly to leave. But sometimes the animal says, can my human help me too? So just it's part of a pet tip. You can make sure if your animal is looking scared when they're tracking or looking and you know that they're seeing, seeing a spirit to cleanse the space and also just ask for the spirit to go where it needs to go that you acknowledge it, but it's time to go and thank it, you know, no need to be mean or mad, just, you know, so that's a tip. Also, I feel like it's so important. Everybody uh, can do a countdown for their animal when they're about to go out of town and they're not going to bring their animal with them. Animals know days and sunrises and sunsets. So most animals like to be told in sunrises, but you can see if you hear maybe sunsets and that would be your day count so about four days three days to four days before you go on your trip start doing a countdown of noticing four and four sunrises I will be gone for three sunrises I'll be back so and so is coming to take care of you and feed you and take you out for walks And then the next day in three sunrises, I'll be gone for three sunrises and just keep doing a countdown. And when you're away, you continue to communicate with them, which is you wake up in the morning, imagine a gold cord of light going from your heart to your animal's heart and just have a good love vibration. And you can then communicate with a visual if you're visually inclined in three sunrises, I'll be back and blah, blah, blah is taking care of you and feeding you and I'll be back. 
And so you can do that countdown. We used to do it with our cat in the morning and then before we went to bed at night. And I mean, it's like a 1-800 phone call to the right, animal. Right. And when you're, when you're putting in a visual with what you're saying with heart energy, I swear, I promise your animal will, will get it. We'll get the message. Right. And the most important visual is you coming back, you know, opening yes. up the door, yes. kissing on them and feeding, you know, playing with them and stuff like that. So they know you're coming back. Um, you always want another tip is you always want to focus, talk about, imagine the behaviors that you love and that you want because your animal might not hear the don't this or that. Right. So I had a client once whose dog accidentally went to the bathroom um, on the floor by the bed two, two days in a row. And then he went to work. He didn't think anything about it. And on his way home, he kept thinking for 45 minutes, I wonder if blah, blah, blah is going to poop next to the bed. I wonder if it, you know, and he's thinking about this. I hope she didn't poop next to the bed. So he get home and there's poop next to the bed. So finally he contacts me and the dog said, I thought he wanted me to poop next to the bed. (laughs) (laughs) That's all he was thinking about. Yeah. So when he started showing the dog, because she was sick for a couple of days, but then she just thought, oh, I guess he likes this. Right, right. (laughs) No, the don't. So you always want to focus on the behaviors that make you happy and always with love energy, because no matter what you're saying, even if you're doing a picture of it, if you have fear or anger or er behind it, that's what they're picking up on. Mm-hmm. You always, you know, if you need to get in a good grounded place, uh, that's good too. Animals love uh, healing modalities, just like people. They love chiropractic, homeopathy, there's laser therapy, uh, flower essences, Reiki, tea touch, all those things animals like as well. So find a holistic vet that may offer these things uh, for them. And always exercise, exercise, exercise your yes. animal. They need to get that stuff out. And if there's a couple animals in the home and you notice that one is being bossy with the other one and taking out their stuff on the other animal, they probably need to exercise more. And some animals, the ones that are really smart, they really enjoy mental stimulation as well. So um, not only physical exercise, but if there's some mental exercise games, I know there's that one where, I know there's more complicated ones, but the one I can think of off the top of my head is where you put the treat in the Kong and then then you hide the toy and the animal has to find it. And then they have the little treat when they find it. But, um, you know, talk to a animal behaviorist, they may have other games that they could play, but it's so important. They have to, they have to exercise. Right. That makes so so much sense. When, when my dogs are, I'm going to say acting up, but they're not really, they're just kind of, you know, they have a lot of energy. I always know they haven't run quite as, as far as they should have that day. So we, we definitely get them out. Well, see, this is such, it's so interesting listening to what you're saying because so much of it is the same thing that people have told me about working with the very young, you know, for example, being scared at night and just telling 
telling whatever it is to to just go away, you know, nicely, but but I don't want you here and and please kindly just just go go away and it's it makes so much sense that that it overlaps, you know, the way you would connect also. Well, this it. is interesting which reminds me nighttime like lullabies animals actually really love to be sung to oh, I love and that my makes cat, sense I never I, it makes sense I never thought of it but yeah totally it's so relaxing for them and my poor cat I mean I'm very monotone but I would make up these really <laughs> silly songs <laughs> sing to him and I'm thinking right, oh my right. gosh uh, but they love it they love it they love it um so remember that animals are really big energy sponges. So if you want your animal to relax, you need to relax. Yes. And actually, animals meditate. And so if you meditate, I swear you'll find your pet right next to you. Mine do. They just, it's almost, they know when I'm relaxing and, and meditating Yeah, I never thought about that though before. Our cat used to come up and be like, give us both the look when it was around the time we would meditate together Ooh, right and right. just kind of you know let's go and <laughs> he so, would spend wow. time next to robert my husband and then he'd come next to me and we'd all meditate together <laughs> wow i bet there aren't too many homes like that <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Do you want to tell us a little bit just briefly about the other work that you do? Because you're not just an animal communicator. Yes, thank you. Even though that would be enough. Thank you. <laughs> um, I am a spirit channel, so I do intuitive guidance sessions, readings, and I call in the person's guides of the highest order and mine, and I channel directly messages directly from them to the person and it can be anything from is there something that i'm doing or uh that's blocking me from finding true love or right. is it for my highest and best interest to stay in this job or whatever it is fill in the blank i also offer reiki to people uh remotely and I call them Reiki extra because it's Reiki plus other energy work. If I'm guided, uh, for example, if there's a cord that needs to be cut or some past life stuff that needs to be removed, that kind of stuff. And I work with crystals and yes, you can work with crystals remotely in healing. And so that's part of the session as well. And I also channel messages for the person's highest good for their healing. So it's different than the reading. So it could be something like you need to eat more kale or, you know, whatever it is related right. to the healing. So it's, it's different than a reading. And so what I do is, is I take notes throughout the session. And so the person can just receive and relax. And then at the end of the session, I will send everybody their notes. And so they have that in front of them, what their guides may have suggested for them to do for their healing. Wow. Well, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people reaching out to you because such important work. And thank you for thank you for sharing that with the world. Did you ever think you'd be doing doing this kind of work when you were a makeup artist in New York? Heck no. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's it's really interesting to me because I grew up with animals. I'm from upstate New York. We had mm -hmm. animals. And so for me, just full circle with the animals is just 
makes my heart very, very happy. Absolutely. Well, thank you for all that you do. And is there anything I haven't asked or any, any words of wisdom you'd like to share before we sign off? Well, it's funny because I was thinking and I thought, don't think, what are you feeling? You may want to say. And so this is, these are just a few quick messages. Yeah. Embrace love over fear. Remember that energy has a ripple effect. So if you're in love, that helps transmit that out into the universe. Be kind to yourself so you can be kind to others and the planet. Trust your intuition. Uh, respect our animals. They are sentient beings. Mm -hmm. And as the animals always say, remember to play and have fun. Nice. Very nice. Well, thank you. And if people want to reach out to you, where would they find you? Well, you can go to my website, which is suepikeenergy.com. And um, on Instagram, which is suepikeenergy. Twitter, I am at Sue Animal Talker. And if you just want to shoot me an email, that's fine. It's Reiki Sue, that's R E I K I S U E at Gmail. Great. And this will all be in the show notes too for those that want to reach out. Well, thank you so much, Sue. And, and we'll definitely be in touch in the oh, future. Good. And, and I'd love to, I'd love to hear even more about the work that you're doing. So thank you so much. Thank you so much, Marla. Have a beautiful rest of the okay, day. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you want to learn more about the show, you can find us at interviewswithinnocence.com and on Facebook or Instagram at interviewswithinnocence. Please write me a message. Tell me what you liked and let me know what else you would like to hear. I would love to hear from you. And if you liked what you heard, please leave us an iTunes rating and review. It helps other listeners find the show. Thank you.